Coffee and Nosh. It's not just a food truck. It's a crazy cool culture. Welcome to our podcast where we discuss all the things. Grab a cup of coffee and let's get into it. Are business plans a thing of the past? Does it really take a business degree, organizational charts, money, and upwards of four years to launch a business? Last time you heard from us, we talked about Stacey abandoning nine businesses to pursue the 10th a business that required her attention, passion, and dedication. Here's the next chapter of the story. Imagine a blank canvas with the freedom to paint anything you want with any medium, any subject, only your creativity to lead. This is where we left off with Stacy Orndorff, creator of Heartland Coffee and Nosh. The decision had been made. She would quit everything and start the one thing that had proven a business model, a mobile coffee truck. The first step was to renovate the 15-foot vintage 1960s pull-behind camper that had housed the nonprofit Java Hub Jr. for two years. In today's episode, we are hearing about everything involved in the camper revamp, the search for a drivable food truck, and launching an all-new business in less than three months. Yeah! Welcome back, everybody! Welcome back! Chapter 2! Chapter 2, episode 2. Episode 2. I'm Stacy. I'm Taylor. And we also have Cadabri joining us today. Barista Barista number one! one. (laughs) Also my daughter. Also my cousin. Oh, how old are you, Cadabri? Everyone wants to know. I am 16. I'll be 17 soon, though. Very yeah, soon. Like March. Three months? Mm-hmm. Two months. Maybe that excursion we were talking about will be a March oh birthday gosh. excursion. Ooh. That might be fun. Yeah. We have an adventure that we're scheming up to do with a truck. We'll tell you more about Is that March later. 8th? March 8th. Mm-hmm. Well, today we are going to continue on with our story. Um, it's going to be a little bit more of a three-way conversation as opposed to me just interviewing Stacy. Um, but we're going to start where we left off, which was the ending of 2016 with the Java Hub Jr. and going into the winter of 16 into the winter spring of 17. Mm-hmm. And so here at this point, she had abandoned all of her businesses. She's focusing on her 10th business, which is Heartland and Coffee and Nosh. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that came into fruition and the process. Yeah, so. it's crazy to think about it, actually. My husband, Aaron, and I were talking about it like a few months ago, actually maybe over Christmas. And he's like, it was a whole year between the time that you decided and you actually like did it. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was not a year. (laughs) It wasn't even six months. (laughs) No, it was three, less than three months. Yeah, less than three months. Because it was the end of February when we made the decision during venture school. And our first market day was like uh, May 3rd. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So going into the process of starting this new business with less than three months, talk to us about your kind of vision for the business. What were the steps you had to take um, to get the food truck running? And then we're going to kind of go into the details of like menu planning, recipe planning. It was super overwhelming knowing like I can do anything that I want. This is a whole new uh, brand. I mean, obviously within constraints of a food truck and money and location, taking all of the things that I loved, the things I, the like core values that I have about coffee and food and taking all of those things and turning them into my brand, my business. It was fun, but it was also like super overwhelming <laughs> and also so much pressure. Like I'd never, most businesses I've, I've, done or started I always did them with someone else like I always had a partner involved a friend or whatever and this was truly the first one that was like this is all me 
like this is all on me this is what I like this is the way I want to do it and though some people say they want to be entrepreneurs because they want to be their own boss yeah that is not me at all like I do <laughs> not want to be my own boss <laughs> I would love to work for someone else and like make them really successful and not have that pressure so anyway that's not why that's not why I'm an entrepreneur but that's for another episode maybe <laughs> yeah entrepreneur episode so yes. it being the business being just yourself was it scary or was it more of a relief both that's like question. it was like oh I'm not held back by this or that so it was freeing in that I could do and be whatever I wanted to be mm-hmm. and I think I'm trying to think when we took that trip to Phoenix yeah that was, was before that right that was in um February. I think it was like beginning, the beginning of February. Of February. Yeah. Beginning of February. Out at the end of February. So we went to this coffee shop in Phoenix called Lux. Shout out to Lux. <clears throat> love Greatest Lux so much. Goat of all time. And Shout it's not that I even love their coffee beans, but I just love their brand. I love their lattes. I love their food. Like oh, I love, love their environment, it's their heaven. vibe, like everything about it. And they have more than one location, right? But I've only been to the one. I've heard the other one's not the same. I don't think so. I think it's just the think one. It's just one. I think there's one that's it's Lola's, and yeah. there's like a rumor that it oh, was a yeah, part of Lux right. at one point. Um, but as far as I know, I think there's just Lux. Okay. Yeah. So it's one in Central Phoenix, and there's no signage. Like you no don't signage. even know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, like that was such a turning point for me, and so just like inspirational to me when I went in there because it was like. They're not following all the rules. Yeah. Like, they're not following all the rules of what would be a successful business necessarily. Sure. But the things that they were doing, they were doing, like, spectacular. Like, their all of their food was just amazing. Were they slow? Yeah, they were slow. But it didn't matter. Was their line long and you had to wait? Yeah. Were they friendly? Yeah, they were really friendly. But it was just, I don't know. Like, they, they were their own brand. Yeah. And they were... Just doing everything really well, mm-hmm. but also not following rules. Right. Like, the quality... <laughs> no one cared that you had to wait in line because they knew the quality that you were getting was so good. Like, you had never had it before, and you stood in line knowing that it was going to be quality food yes. and quality coffee, and so... Even though I'd never had it. You could, right. You just knew. Yeah. Like, you could just tell. It's just that vibe. <laughs> like, all the food's homemade. Like, they have so many options and alternative options for people mm-hmm. who can't have, like, gluten and dairy and soy and nuts and things like that. And, and the atmosphere was just interesting anyway. Yeah, like it so was eclectic. Just, yeah, yeah, super eclectic. So I think for me, like, that just still to this day sticks in the back of my head. Like, you can be who you want to be. Like, somebody is going to get your brand. Yeah. Like, you just do it. Like, do it super good. Do it really well. Be you and do quality and create something viral like that's to me like they don't have signage it's word of mouth it totally is yeah and so that really became an inspiration for me going into creating the brand like I want something that people are word of mouth spreading that you know it's amazing the vibe the quality like people are fine standing in line and even though we we try to be fast yeah but knowing like Mm -hmm. people know it's worth it in the end so Going into, like, all the creation with that in the back of my mind, another thing that has stuck in my head as I've gone forward is kind of weird, but it is the House on the Rock in the Wisconsin Dells. I just thought of that. Hmm. Like, when we went to the House on the Rock, have you been there? No. Oh, my I've gosh. I've never been to the Dells. Yeah. Yeah. So, this guy built this house on the side of a giant 
hill rock thing and he transported all this stuff anyway it's crazy it's weird it's eclectic but hundreds of thousands of people travel there to see this thing to see his weird eclectic creativity Mm -hmm. and so that also like I brought that in like I'm like you know what he did what he thought was interesting tons of people made fun of him for it Tons of people thought it was weird, didn't understand him. Yeah. And so on a, you know, a small level, I taken that into my business too. Like I do have some weirdness. I have some quirky, eclectic tendencies. And so, but I'm going to take that into my business and I'm going to just be me and Mm -hmm. hope that there's other people out there that maybe in the beginning they'll make fun of it, but I'm like going to find my people. So it'll be good. For sure. <laughs> so we I don't talk- know if that answers the question. That was a long No, answer. that totally did. And then that goes <clears throat> into now you've experienced these things and you have all of um, these different experiences that are really contributing to what you want your brand to look like. And now you have a blank canvas. Yes. And so one of the things we both talked about before we started this podcast was, okay, you have this vision. How do you get that started? And so what was one of the first things you did to really be like, okay, I'm going to do this coffee food truck. Here's what I'm doing next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know anytime I create something, I always think in logos. Like if I can't come up with a logo, I can't start a business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just the way it is with me. And like a name, a name was so like, I couldn't go forward without a name. And I know a lot of people can, like they don't name their business until they're several months into it. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like I can't create a brand if I don't have a name. Right. And so just the process of brainstorming (laughs) names. (laughs) I don't know if we should reveal what the name almost was. Oh, are you talking about? Yes, yes. Oh, she texted me don't oh, use... seriously about the name, and I. There's some days I still wish we I had this almost name. had a fit because I'm just. Like, I knew this she would is too. So out there, Cadbury. I know you probably liked it. I loved it. Oh my yeah. gosh! But now I can kind of see like, it. Probably would have like gone over. But it was very eclectic, but very. I loved it for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to reveal it yet. No. We're saving that. If you have any guesses, comment. We'd love to hear what you think. Coffee and Nash was almost named. Maybe. You never know. Like, people that know us. Like, it's part of Coffee and Nash. It is part of Coffee and Nash. Yeah, it's part of our brand, but... I think it could be a brand. Yeah. I don't think you should tell. And now we have a name we wish we would have named ourselves, so there's that, too. like the one we were just talking about better, though. Yeah. So, anyway, naming. Naming is so, so huge. And so, the Nash part of... Once I... Like, I wanted the name to say we're not just coffee. Yeah. Because... The Java Hub Junior had started experimenting with food and trying different things, and the breakfast burritos we did went over really well. And so we knew, like, to be successful, um, four or $5 coffee drinks wasn't going to be enough. So we wanted a way to get our ticket average up, to get our overall revenue up. I knew food was going to be part of coffee and nosh. So I wanted a word that designated food but I also wanted it to like spark interest yeah. and maybe curiosity, curiosity, and maybe just help people learn a new word. For sure, because <laughs> I'm all about education, educating them, education, be educated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was almost bistro. It was almost coffee and bistro. Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't do that. It's yeah, so mainstream. Too. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. I didn't want to be <laughs> mainstream. <laughs> yeah, but we... I also wanted it to be timeless. Right. So yeah. all of those things. Ugh. Yeah. 
naming is is crazy thing. yeah but I like that you didn't want to move forward with your business until you had a name because I work the same way like my name or my brand like it needs to encompass who I am and mm-hmm. you need to build from that so I mean props to people who like go with an idea and yeah. don't give it a name but I feel like the name is so essential to who you are and we spent so many brunches like yes. sitting around listening to all of these ideas and just being like veto maybe yes and yeah. so mm-hmm. the process you went through to pick a name I mean how many days did it take you to pick a name oh several weeks like at least yeah probably three weeks I would say before like I finalized the name and we didn't have much time right <laughs> I was gonna say I do think so that... I wouldn't say I halted all progress waiting for a name but most of it yeah like branding definitely halted I was thinking that that's really not that long of a time I don't feel like no three weeks is nothing no, no. so I feel like you did pretty good and I think it helps that we all kind of think the same way about having the name before that business so I think that helped it go fast too and I remember too I remember saying to you Caterbury like who are some hipster people like who are some really cool people that are in the demographic that we're trying to reach that we can pull them about the name and first yeah. like well Taylor obviously <laughs> a hipster oh I don't think no ever. not hipster that I mean that word came out just but... like just yeah, and then, cultured maybe is the word. Maybe around here. Yeah, I'm probably like yeah, I'm pretty because cultured. then the next people we pulled um, was Tori, Tori and Isaac Elker yeah. with Good Morning oh. Bedlam. Yeah, and they kind of asked their band mates, and we asked Ghost Cat. Mm-hmm. We asked some of them what they thought of the different things that we were tossing around. So, and I wouldn't say like not everybody was like, oh, definitely Nosh, but the more like. The reasons behind it for me became evident. The for more sure. evident it was, like, we're going with this word. Yeah. And so Nash is Yiddish, we found out. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like the word because I, I knew it was, like, a slang word. It's such a slang People word. in Europe, like, throw out, like, let's go get some Nash or yeah. whatever. It, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, this magical moment. It was, like, coffee and Nash. Oh, it's amazing. But right. you're like, I know it's going to stick eventually, so yes. let's, get, yes. let's just go for it. Yeah. yeah, and I think we also talked about, like, words that we could incorporate into the brand because of yes. it like Nashti and Nashmaste yeah. which was my sister shout out to Lori Stanton she's behind Nashmaste <laughs> yeah because so, we like yeah we wanted a language around our brand right. so Nash we thought could yeah. bring some interesting verbiage and we totally have like that we've yeah. taken that word and run with it yeah mm-hmm. so after you figured out the, the name of the business you had to have some place to put your business so talk about the process of moving forward with your business but not having like a really awesome food truck Mm -hmm. but knowing that you were going to like invest in one yeah so knowing we had to start the season with a vintage camper um because we knew like our goal is we're going to buy a drivable truck Mm -hmm. because it would take away all of the problems that we were having the things that made the business so hard for me um, I thought I can learn to drive a truck versus I've tried pulling a trailer and I suck Ugh. at it and I hate it and I don't <laughs> ever so want to do it. And I was relying on Aaron because I couldn't pull this trailer. So I didn't want to have to rely on Aaron who had a full-time job. So I thought I can drive a truck anyway. So, but we didn't have that truck yet. I'd been searching. I've been looking on eBay, looking online, and we'll talk a little bit about how we found a truck. But without a truck, we had to go forward with the camper that we used for Java Hub Junior, which our family owned. So we took back the ownership of that 
but had to revamp for a new brand. So we had to paint the outside again. Again. Like three, this is the third <laughs> this time, This is the third right? painting. Yeah, the yes, third painting. Yes. <laughs> the third painting. Take off vinyl side, like, lettering from Java Hub. Take down the menu. Put up a new menu. At three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Worst first day ever. <laughs> I think, like, being a lean startup, like, I refer my business to a lean startup because... We took what we had and, like, tried to make it work. Yeah. And, like, even my vinyl cutter, instead of hiring somebody to do the vinyl and all of that stuff. Would that be called a bootstrap business? Yes, bootstrapped. Boot we're totally strap. bootstrapped. <laughs> Up into the truck, yes. Totally bootstrapped. Um, so then finding the perfect food truck happened yes. on your birthday. It did. Right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, crazy. So we went to Sioux Falls for my birthday, and we took the exit, and we were driving I don't know we're gonna eat somewhere and I looked over to my right and I saw this huge parking lot filled with old FedEx trucks and I was like hmm that's crazy I wonder if they build food trucks there or something we couldn't see any like name for a business or anything so we really didn't know what it was but then um when we were done in Sioux Falls we'd actually intended to go out a different way but we ended back on this exit instead because we took the wrong turn oh my gosh. and we saw it again and we decided like let's just pull in and see if there's anybody there like can we find a number like let's call these people so we drove around we couldn't find anything like no no business name nothing <laughs> we knocked on a door nobody came to the door <laughs> and so like oh this sucks so we're heading home, and I just started to Google because I'm super good at Googling. Yeah, you and Kylie are the master stalkers of yes. information. Like, you want it, they will get it for we you. We will, yeah. we will. And so I just started looking up, like, um, used FedEx trucks, food trucks, Sioux Falls, blah, blah, blah. And then I found this Tucson Motors who had several, like, FedEx trucks for sale that looked like those. So I'm like, oh, I'll call them see what you know maybe this is them so I called they didn't answer I left a message and kind of said what I was looking for and I got a call back within five minutes and this guy was like yeah um we're actually it was it was the people of that lot we found out and he's like yeah we're actually working on our first build out right now like we wanted to get into food trucks and so we're we're working on our first one right now and I was like, oh, well, would you, like, sell it? Or, you know, I didn't know how to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, but, like, what are you wanting? So I kind of told him what we were looking for. And he's like, well, why don't you come up and, like, look at what trucks we have and see what size you're going to want and blah, blah, blah. So that's where it all started. That was on my birthday. We went home. We talked to our investor and... It was actually just a, a loan. It was a loan, so they don't actually own equity in our company. And told him we we found a place that'll build a truck. Like he kind of gave us a ballpark um, quote on what it would cost. Yeah. And so we're like, we think we're gonna need this much money. And he's like, all right, let's sign the papers. And so on my birthday, we found wow. a truck and we got financed. And it That's was just so... like the best birthday ever. That is the best birthday <laughs> ever. <laughs> For real, it is. And yeah. so in the meantime... The 40s are looking good. Because <laughs> that would have been my 42nd birthday. That was being built. 
in the meantime. Yes. So, so we had to move ahead and, like, begin creating the brand. So we know we have a food truck, we have a name. Now what do we do? Yeah. So it really started being, figuring out the menu. Yeah. Like, <laughs> figuring Yikes. out the menu, figuring out who we're going to buy our stuff, our suppliers. Like, I kind of knew some of that just from Java Hub Junior. Mm-hmm. So I had a starting point. But when I approach a menu, like, I look at every single item and I, like, a shot of espresso. Okay, what coffee beans are we using? How are we extracting this? How are we serving this? Like, what tools do we need? What kind of water? What kind of water? And what cups do we need? How's it going to go on the menu? Okay, how much does it cost to make? How much are we going to charge? Next menu item. (laughs) It is like it's more than just oh everybody has these okay let's yep let's make sure we have cappuccino cortado brew coffee like it's not that simple right and that was a part of the brand too was stepping out of like hi I like like a hot large mocha or a caramel macchiato like right you didn't want to be like another Starbucks right and so the menu planning was a lot more challenging because you had to establish not only the ingredients you were using. But you had to establish names and yes. recipes. Yeah, we wanted to figure out how we could differentiate from mainstream coffee shops and then also like local coffee shops that were starting to pop up. And then also we had a competitor at the farmer's market with Java Junior at the same time we started, they started. That, I can speak about competition later. I love competition. It's super great. Okay, anyway. Okay, so how are we going to differentiate? And so we even had competition at the farmer's market, so we had to figure out how are we going to be different than them. And I don't like to copy what other people are doing. Like, I might take inspiration from what they're doing. Or vamp it up But I'll try to, like, purposely do the opposite just so it's not, we're not serving the same thing. Right. obviously, we're both going to have brewed coffee. Yeah. But, yeah, wanting to have our own signature drinks, that's something we never really did with Java Hub. Mm -hmm. It was just the basics. Yeah, and I could never really, like... I'm not into all those sweet lattes, like yeah. Snickers. So coming up with a signature latte list, um, that was a lot of fun. That and was I fun. Mm-hmm. knew going into it, like, thankfully, the people I had helped me, like Taylor and Cadbury, um, are on the same page of, like, not wanting super sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't want to not have flavored drinks because we know, like, a lot of people like flavored lattes. Yeah. And I do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And so, Yeah. We started brainstorming, and I kind of had a direction. I wanted it to be, like, luxurious. I wanted people to feel like they're getting something special when yeah. they order these drinks. But I also wanted to go along with, like, what the flavor of the it drink is. It was, like, is. finding the right balance between purest coffee mm-hmm. and yeah. something more commercial. Commercial. Yeah. 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 Well, and you have to mention that all of your sauces and syrups are homemade, too. Yes. So that was, like, the part of the luxury mm-hmm. is, like, you're not getting a two pumps of Tarani. Like right. you're getting homemade sauce that was literally made that morning or the night before yeah. in your coffee. And so that was where the luxury came in. Yes. And the names we came up with were, we had some, we had oh. some good ones. I remember it. We had so many good brainstorming sessions during brunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Those were fun. Yeah. So, and we'd go away thinking for sure we're going to do something and then we'd change it. Cause it was like, after you sleep on something that's like, eh, that wasn't really the best. We were going to have 24 carat magic, which is funny because sometimes people will order. They'll be like, I'll take the 24 carat and they'll say 14K, but we were going to name it that. So thank you. (laughs) 
Shout out to Bruno Mars. And then, remember for a while, we were going to do drinks that were like, that had to do with song names. Yeah. Yeah. We were, <laughs> that yeah, was going to be our thing. I don't remember the other one. That was a really popular song. <laughs> there was something. We should oh. have one called the Thank You Next. Thank You Thank Next. You. Is that trademarked? Probably. Mm. Yeah, I think that was part of our, like, that's probably yeah, trademarked. Right. <laughs> we probably can't do that. Like, if we're going to grow our brand, yeah. it's not going to happen. Plus, Fourth I didn't want to be too trendy that in five years, they're like, what's 24? Yeah. Or magic. Yeah, 14. Mm-hmm. So we, we decided the 14K. Yes, because we're like, oh, yeah, gold. Liquid. And then we're like, caramel, ooh, mm-hmm. hazelnut, warm, yum. Delish. That's totally liquid gold. Yeah. So that's where the 14K came from. Yeah. And I knew I wanted a, a drink named Lux for yes. a shout out to Lux, but also because it's short for luxurious. Right. So a the toasted of... coconut caramel was like, ooh. And I remember saying to you, like, Think of like cashmere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cashmere yeah. was like one of the words you use. Or yeah. like, or like velvet. Or yeah, like, like what are rich textures? Yeah. Come to learn now that today most people don't know the word lux. No, they yeah. haven't heard of it. No, uh-uh. and don't know how to pronounce it's so it. So lux. I've heard it yeah. pronounced like luxy or luxe. Yeah, or just which Lou. I find really interesting. I know yeah. two people who are named lux. Really? Yeah. It's that's kind of a, a cool name. name. I know. For a person. Like, I kind of want to name my kid that. So yeah. I don't steal it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out if you name your child Lux. I'm coming for you. She's coming for you. Could it be um, androgynous? Is that the word? Could it be a boy or a girl? Oh, I'm, oh I totally think so. I think it could. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kardashians, if you're listening, don't even think about taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chicago. <laughs> 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 all right, and then what was the other? What other Taj we Miel. Have? The Taj Miel. Yeah. So we all love oh, Miel. The Taj Miel. Yes. I love the Taj Miel. Oh. It is our favorite, and it's just so funny because Miel is honey. That mm-hmm. means honey. And in traditional like purest coffee shops, they usually have Miel on Cafe the menu, Miel. like Cafe Miel, oh, so which is what exactly? Um, so it is cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla extract, honey. Um, and it's not inf- vanilla syrup. No, not extract. vanilla syrup extract, and it's infused directly into the espresso, mm-hmm. which is why it has like so- that's that really strong flavor, because it's not like mixed in with the milk right away. So like and the espresso itself takes on like these really intense like yeah. Hispanic Latin American flavors, mm-hmm. and then the milk kind of like tones it down. So we were all obsessed with the, the miel, and we we're like, well, we want to. And it's just a small drink. Yes, it's small. It's like an eight, eight ounce, six ounce, something mm-hmm. like that. So we kind of like revamped it so it could be a 16 ounce, but we were like, oh, like the Taj Mahal is a place. And then we were like, Taj Miel. Yeah, because it's like big. Yeah. It's a big meal. Yes. Even though Taj doesn't like directly translate right. big. But the Taj Mahal. <laughs> but the Taj Mahal. Is yeah. So, so yeah. the Taj Miel is yeah. the Taj and Mahal. And most people of all pronounce it Taj Mahal because they don't Yeah, like or Taj Meal. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll just say the, the one at the bottom. Yeah, because it's at the bottom. The big of the honey. Menu. Sometimes they'll say the big, the big honey because we have it yeah. underneath big honey. <laughs> but talking more about the miel, my first encounter with it was at Cafea, yeah. which mm. is the place we get our coffee from, because Taylor liked it, so mm-hmm. she helped introduce that into Your my. Palette. Yes. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's so good, you guys. Do yourself a favor. You I think I did a meal. I think my first meal was at Cafe Steam, in Rochester. Really? I think so. But maybe it was the Mayan. I don't know. I think that was the Mayan. Yeah. Mm, that sounds good, too. Does it have, like, cayenne pepper <clears throat> in it? Yeah. Uh, mocha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have that. And then we knew we had to do something with mocha. 
So oh, the, yeah, black tie, the black tie, which is the sweetest, yeah. I would say, that and the 14K mm-hmm. yeah. are the sweetest of the signature drinks. Yeah. Yeah, so the black tie is dark mocha, oh, honey, good. cinnamon, vanilla yes. beans. Mm-hmm. It's so yummy. It's still right now. <laughs> I know. Like, I can't, yeah, I could drink a sugary, like, drink like one of our signatures every single day yeah which would not happen stop. and so, iced or yeah. hot it's funny because oh. sometimes people are like can i i can have that iced yeah, yeah man which is totally like a different flavor when it's iced it is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in a good way it's yummy. Like... yeah so we have our signature drinks so oh yeah we jotted down so many names we had one called the sugar sugar daddy, daddy. <laughs> sugar daddy. Sugar daddy. <laughs> and we might bring that yeah we might bring yeah. that to the menu yeah i think we should sugar daddy special okay. i think we should talk about the creation of lemonade another time yeah because i feel like that's its own podcast yeah. in itself and food and food yeah so all of this is just part of like the launching right is the menu creation the food part we went to a food show mm-hmm. and i went there with an idea of what i wanted but they really helped like bring each element and build on it to bring the breakfast bowls right i mean you had basically three months mm-hmm. from start to finish i mean how much sleep honestly were you getting a night hmm that's a good question i'm trying to think back in that time of my life because i'm a pretty routine bedtime person yeah. like our, I mean, 10 o'clock, we're thinking about going to bed. For sure. And trying to go to bed. 11 is late for us. And then I think back then I was still probably sleeping. Well, maybe not. I might have been Resolve Tribal Fitness still a little bit. And so I'd begin up at 5 in the morning. So, And now it's about the same. Like I try to go to bed at 10. I try to be up by 5. So 7 hours. 7 hours yeah. of sleep. We had some late nights, though, right before launch. Yes. The launch week was... Launch week was... Insane. Yeah. Insane. I mean, I was working as a paraeducator, and I was getting text messages at, like, all hours of my... <laughs> like, of the eight hours, I was getting at least, like, four text messages an hour. Like, what do you think of this thing? What do you think of this thing? Like, that. sending me pictures of, like, how the camper is going. Oh, crap, we need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to, like, handwrite stuff, which was a total disaster. Oh. Epic fail. Stick to computer fonts, people. Yeah. Stick to computer fonts. <laughs> they were really cool, though. They, they were, were cool. We had a hand-lettered menu. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. In the camper. Yeah, in the camper. And so, I don't know if we want to go into detail about the night before, or we want to leave, leave that for next time? Maybe we pick up from there, pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, I think that will be our next one. We'll start yeah. with pulling an all-nighter. Which is super essential to kind of the bonding that happened yeah. with our crew. Because I think Definitely. that night, it was kind of like the realization of like, we're doing this. Like, yeah. we're all in. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. We're doing this together, and we're going to spend lots of time together. So, we're just jumping right in. Yeah. We got like an hour and a half of sleep. I don't even know if I did sleep. I'm pretty sure I just <laughs> I laid down so. for an hour and a half. I don't know how we survived. I pure know. adrenaline. Pure yeah. adrenaline. <laughs> so I guess the moral of this podcast would be that, no, it doesn't take four years to build a business. It doesn't necessarily take a business degree. It does take a little bit of money. I mean, you don't need a lot, but mm-hmm. you do need passion, you need dedication, and you need your full attention because yeah. this is the first project, like you said, that you really gave your full attention to and And having good support team around you like Mm -hmm. having people that understand your brand Mm -hmm. understand where you're trying to go and that's what I feel like like none of you tried to manipulate me to go in a certain direction yeah we're just Mm -hmm. there to like listen to my ideas and you know give me honest feedback on stuff 
but also like understand like it's your brand in the end and like yeah that goes along with the brand so nothing was like personal because it's like oh that's stupid it's no no that's not that's not coffee and nosh so yeah. yeah having a good team around you that gets the vision and that's super important too. yeah mm-hmm. definitely I don't know how people do it that don't have that I, yeah I can't that's not me That'd be hard. I mean, we already had, you already had enough people that were kind of haters. True. You know? True. So the haters were kind of like lighting the fire. That's true. I your, do get yeah. motivated by haters. For sure. <laughs> so that's a big part So too. shout out to all the haters. They can't watch me. Haters with a Z. Haters. Haters. <laughs> and if you're listening, why? Why are you even listening? Yeah, why are you listening? <laughs> Click off the podcast. <laughs> But, but seriously, don't hate. There's nothing to be jealous of here. Like, no. yeah, anybody can do this. Yeah, I'll for be sure. your biggest supporter. Heck yeah, go for it. Do it's it. True. Do it. Okay. Well, next time we're gonna pick up at the three a.m. all nighter the night before we start launching, and we'll get into kind of the logistics of the first day. Maybe talk about the menu a little bit, how that's evolved, and we'll just keep going on this crazy ride. No pun intended. In the <laughs> coffee and nosh food truck. <laughs> so don't forget. To like us on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook. and Twitter. Yep. We have, a, do we have a Snapchat? Mm-hmm. We do have a Snapchat. We kind of have a Snapchat. Yeah. And keep it real. Can keep I it get fun. In on this? Thank the one. Hustle a ton. Nash must say. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this episode produced by Rue Recording. I was going to say the um, whole. You gonna make a hot dog? I'm gonna make a hot dog. I'm gonna do better than you. <laughs> when it comes to competition. Yeah. You think you can make a hot dog? I'm gonna make a hot dog. I'm gonna make a hot dog better than you. <laughs> Nobody makes a better hot dog.